Streamyard, I think we should do it, especially because gas is too damn high, bruh. <laughs> so it might just be best for us to do a remote setup for a while. <laughs> I'm so tired of getting gas; it don't make no sense, nigga. Seventy five dollars in my tank, and I'm only three three fourths away full. It took me fifty six dollars to fill up now. Nigga, I'm at a hundred. <laughs> you drive a truck. I drive a two door. But I drive back and forth at work. <clears throat> Gas is too damn high. Go Brandon, go now this way. <laughs> I was just just talking to my mama a minute ago. Uh, bro, I don't know. Boomers just don't be getting it. She sent me this link for the loan forgiveness shit, and I was just like, I mean, I'll see about it. But uh, <laughs> they've been talking about this for too long. Now we in this shit with Russia. They are not about to expedite none of this student loan forgiveness. They had it on the news and they're like, they're gonna forgive six billion dollars. And like that, I told my mom, I was like, that's a hundred people. It's, I swear, because <laughs> I owed like forty when I got out, and that was on the low end for yeah, our generation. I, like, I was at like forty something too. Like, yeah, I, like, I ain't barely put a dent in it, <laughs> bro. I'm starting to accept we're living in the worst time ever. I was trying to explain to my mama. I was just like, dang, hold on. What is this in my fucking cup? And then, too, I don't know. She just be so, like, holy and shit. But I was just like, I mean, I see what it's talking about, but I don't, I don't think... Anything is going to happen anytime soon. These student loan people still going to be calling me. They're still going to send shit in the mail. So she was just like, uh, I said, they're going to keep pushing it back like further and further and further. Every yeah. time something happens in the economy, like student loan forgiveness is at the bottom of the totem pole. And she was like speaking into existence. And I was just like, sis. <laughs> like, I really want to just be like, can we? Just start being real about what's actually happening in life sometimes and not <laughs> all this like speak it into existence bullshit. Like, yeah, okay, I would love to be able to speak this into existence and it happened, sure. If that was the case, everybody would have been doing that shit. Especially because this is like government stuff. This isn't like something within your life that is within the realm of possibility. These are real life bills. Bills do not stop. <laughs> this is right. a bill now. It's what our parents have been telling us our whole life, and now they like speaking. <laughs> I 
So then I said, I said, all I know is something is going to have to give soon. Like, it seems like we're heading into another inflation that could turn into a recession if this shit with Russia don't stop. I said gas high, rent high, groceries high. I don't. Minimum wage been the same for 10 years. Longer. Longer, over a decade. Since we were in high school. This is what she said. She said, you're worth more than minimum wage. Go up higher. And I'm like, oh, now here, like now we getting back into <laughs> the job shaming shit. I'm like, well, if I make more than minimum wage. Right. I get my cash at the end of every day. I make more than seven twenty five an hour. But at the same time, I was just like, when I move out on my own, everything is expensive now. Like everything is high. Living alone is so expensive. Like it's crazy. If it wasn't, I would have been figured it out. That's why I'm I have a roommate until I can pay off my car because living somewhere decent to my standards. <laughs> right. It's, it's not gonna be cheap. No. And the more that they keep building around here too, is definitely making it worse. Yeah. I'm just ready for the bottom to fall out for all these people that's being greedy. That's the only thing I'm hoping for. What, like the PPP loan scammers? Not even oh. just them. Like the, like the people that are raising the prices of housing in Huntsville knowing damn near well you shouldn't be paying $1,400 for an apartment when you we could literally have- buy a house for cheaper than that. We don't have enough jobs paying enough money for them to be making these prices of these new places, what they're making them everywhere. Like, I understand, okay, you build a few luxury condominium, you know what I'm saying, complexes, you're going to charge 1200 and up. Okay, that's for, the, that's for, you know, the government people who might be moving out of their houses, emptiness syndrome, whatever, whatever, cool. But everywhere y'all build... A thousand and up, and then everywhere I look online, like nobody has their prices listed online. That's like that's how you know shit high. Yeah, everywhere is call for pricing, and I'm like, no. Tell me what it is right here, <laughs> so I can move the fuck on, bro. Yeah, this world is broken. Then she said, apply for food assistance, and I said, I have zero dependents. I make more than minimum wage. They're not going to give it to me. They barely gave me shit in college. I applied in college when I wasn't making shit, didn't have shit, and I only got $16 a month. Ramen noodles on kill. <laughs> I said, like, I could buy one good case of water, and that's my money. <laughs> hey, this is random, but have you been watching the water sommelier videos on TikTok? No, that sounds hilarious though. This dude, like, like he's is real. Like he he really goes through like rating waters and like bougie waters and what waters are just pretty much uh uh tap water within a bottle. Mm. He's going after all my favorites. He's like smart water, not good. <laughs> he, he was like anytime they say electrolytes on the packaging, that means they have added electrolytes. Uh, for taste, which means yeah. that it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. He said, "When it has pH uh plus nine, your body couldn't handle that." If <laughs> he said, "So it's false advertising." And then, like, he was going through like 
the first video I saw, he was going through like the water aisle at uh, CVS, saying which waters are good. The ones that I do drink that he was like, okay, these are good waters is like Fiji mm-hmm. and Avion. Hmm. I always thought, I used to hear people say Avion was like overhyped. Apparently, like according to the water sommelier, <laughs> he said that um, because it's actual spring water, the uh, electrolytes are naturally in there, and there's more electrolytes in those. Yeah, I have heard people say spring water is better for you. Yeah, he said if it's from fresh sources, then it's it's gonna be better. Um. Dang, Essentia is my shit, though. I love me some Essentia. He said it's glorified tap water, too. And I love Essentia, too. I ain't gonna stop drinking core water, though. I was gonna say, you you stay on your core bottles. They're easier to drink. That's really why I like them, so I can actually get my right level of hydration throughout the day. But yeah, can't stop, won't stop, bad bitch for life. That just means I'm gonna get my fucking water game all the way up. You gonna come I, over and be like, "Look, <laughs> I thought I was a water snob." I know. I was like, "This is something to strive for." Especially if I stop drinking and I just become like a water snob. That shit. Somebody will think it's sexy. Most people will think it's weird. But <laughs> no, nah, water. Water is important. Like I haven't been. Too many different places trying to drink water out the faucet and that shit. You gotta uh do the ultimate single man thing and get you one of them Brita filters. Them filters. Hey, that's the first thing I got when I moved the fuck out. You gotta have a water filter. <laughs> um, the water, oh my god, we used to stay having to have a water filter in Auburn. The water in Auburn was disgusting. That makes sense. Ugh. But yeah, man, world's going to hell. I just feel like I'm about to go on a spiritual journey. Do it. About to be out here like Erica Badu. <laughs> Mother on Nature. Some, on some weird summer walker shit. Mother Solstice, that's your hotel name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sister Solstice. Sister Solstice, I love it. Bro, it's a lot of weird shit going on out here in these streets. Yeah, I do. Oh, no, I do feel like this is a a start fresh moment, especially since I started this new job. Um, it's so much better than any other place that I have ever worked at. Um, and I really hope that this isn't just the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Yesterday I was off, so when I got back to work today, Michael's like, "Guess where I went?" I was like, "Where?" He's like, "I went fine dining." He said, "I went to Jay Alexander." I was like, "Did you see Kim?" He's like, she works there? I was like, yeah. He's like, nah, oh, I Mike knows who I am? Yeah. He remembers me? Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, he used to be drinking with Wendy when we used to go out to record. Oh, Mike. Yeah. I did not see him. He must have went on a night or a day that I wasn't working. Yeah. 
But yeah, he said he liked it. He had leftovers today. I was like, yeah. damn, them leftovers. I was like, them leftovers? Like, he had a whole big-ass thing. Like, he had prime rib, and then he I was going to say, if he got a steak, he definitely had some leftovers. He had the prime rib, and then he had a hella mashed potatoes. And I was like, dude, that's the leftover? He was like, yeah, mm. bro. I was like, all right, I'm about to go fucks with my sis. <laughs> bro, you really, like, it's pricey, but you get what the fuck you pay for. That prime rib is busting, too. Hey, you know I'm a bad bitch. I'll, I'll pull up in that bitch alone. <laughs> <laughs> having the time of my life <laughs> if you get a drink you will like the uh, the house old fashioned it's called the confidential probably the best old fashioned I've never had it's so good what uh, whiskey they use um, bullet who is it that told me they don't like bullet oh Sarah when I she's like I don't like bullet. I was like really? Everybody likes bullet. Everybody likes bullet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm at to slide through. I'm running out of places to try in Huntsville as far as food. I feel like I'm like I'm like low key like the Huntsville foodie. I was gonna say that's the true sign of a bad bitch. I know. It's like I'm running out of places to try. <laughs> hey. I've started um that superhero chef spot yet? Not yet. They have weird hours. They only they they close at like three. So it would have to be on my off day. And the last I was trying to figure out if they were just like a brunch only spot. I think but you know, like some diner like it's a lot of diners that don't stay open for like lunch I mean for a dinner. They're just breakfast through lunch. Yeah. Because my sister says she went with her and her boyfriend, I think this past Sunday. She said the food was okay, but it seemed like they were still trying to, like, get shit together. Right. And I was like, yeah, I bet that's probably why they don't have full hours. But she was just like, it just seemed like the bartenders didn't really know what they were doing. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why people be opening prematurely. That's the other reason why I haven't tried it, because it's like... I ain't in a rush. I I really be trying to be fair to these places. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be like, just go in there and be like, no, it's all awful. It was like, no, nah, they just still working out their kinks. I'll go in a couple months. you be straight. Yeah, everybody that came in jail, Alexander's has been blown away. I gotta have so many people be like, you know, we were kind of nervous with it being so new, but the service here is amazing. You guys are doing so good. There's nowhere like this. And I was like, well, we trained for 60 hours last week <laughs> That's to fine. make sure that we could do this shit right. I feel like people be trying so hard to get to the money part. They don't really be taking time to set shit up the way it needs to be set up. Right, especially for service. But You can't half-ass on service. I've been eating a lot of Vietnamese food. From where? Just different places. Uh, Viet Hong to me is my favorite Vietnamese place in Huntsville. It's also got a pretty cool vibe once you go in there. It's in Mid City. Mm. It's been there forever, but I've recently started going. Now I just randomly try different things. 
Man, I am a bad bitch. Yeah, you be out here. <laughs> that one girl like I was talking to, she, I was like, so yeah. She was like, what'd you do today? Because she knew I was off. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I went to get Vietnamese food. She was like, I've never had Vietnamese food. I was like, it's pretty good. Like, I can take you sometime. She was like, I would like that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> One thing about bitches, we love food. Hey, I got the culture on deck. I got the music on deck. I'm a whole ass bot. Look, I got to start feeling myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like I be feeling myself but I don't be feeling myself it's like nah nigga you out here <laughs> yeah culture king we having uh, cinematic experiences it's like uh, Rick Ross it's like we gonna <laughs> describe the food over dope music <laughs> did you see Rick Ross trying to get on that damn camel in Dubai Hey, it's it's just like somebody said. Rick Ross is at the phase that like Snoop them are at, where he just he did completed all the missions in GTA, and he just doing some now wild he's just shit. Trying shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like me and food at Huntsville. He's just going somewhere just to try some shit. He's just, just out here doing shit. That's the level of bad missions I want to get to, where you can do anything in the world and just to go try it. His face afterwards was hilarious, though. Bro, he needs like, a fucking like he show. Knew, like he knew that that shit was not gonna work. Yeah, he he looked at that camera like, "Why my fat ass trying to do this shit?" That's I know that look. Like I knew my fat ass could not do this shit. That like, camel broke down. <laughs> what did you think? Lucky, I felt sorry for the camel. Like, like. Camels aren't supposed to be able to hold grown ass men. Yeah. Like it's bad for their backs. And I was like, oh, they're poor. I'm a. The way the knees buckle though. I know. Just the back, but the knees. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. (laughs) The knees hit the ground. I was like, Lord, that had to hurt. That poor ass camel couldn't cry out like it wanted to. It would have just sounded like Kendrick Lamar on uh, it's Pimp a Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Loving you is complicated. <laughs> he tried, but he oh he gave a, a valid a- uh, effort, but he he folded. That nigga Rose looked at that camera like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's how Rose be. I, I love his videos like the one where he got the uh, bull and they got out the truck and he was like look at my big boy and then uh, it ran yeah. in the yard he was like it's yours it's yours <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one <laughs> or when he tried to chop down that tree well he did chop down the tree but he he said he got an uh, estimate to chop down 10 trees and they were going to charge him like $10,000. He said, shit, I'll do it myself. So he sent somebody to go get a chainsaw. That's how you know that nigga's from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the- he have any kids uh, that we know of? Yeah, he has a couple. Once I like four or five. Okay. 
But like, yeah, that's some black dad shit. I ain't gonna pay that shit. Let me go get a chainsaw. Yeah, let me butcher this shit myself. <laughs> Bruh, that's also one of them times that you discover a whole new side of Twitter. Apparently, there's like a lumberjack Twitter. <laughs> Of niggas just really just be chopping down trees and shit. They're like, whoa, what is he doing? <laughs> it's it's a it's a dude on TikTok that be doing that shit that the women go crazy for. Is that the white nigga with uh yes. with the yeah with with the axe just always splitting wood? Bruh, he was sent by the government because I saw his videos all throughout Black History Month and black women just lusting after him. It's like. He a plant. He's an industry plant. <laughs> Meanwhile, they just have videos of black men talking on podcasts. Oh, yeah. That shit is so... That shit make me... Fit. These niggas, Kim Kardashian, uh, who else can say some dumb shit? Dirk. Dirk. Oh, my God. Let's just briefly talk about that for a second. So Dirk was on some niggas podcast because I'm not. Hey, fuck it. Can't keep up at this. Right. (laughs) Now, I know that might sound hypocritical coming from two niggas on the podcast, (laughs) but I feel like we do things a little bit different than these niggas be doing. I hope so. Hell, I hope people don't listen to us be like, look at these niggas on their bullshit. Not in a a non funny way, because I do love to be on juice bullshit. Like talking about bears and shit. <laughs> Such a fucking nerd. But okay, so Dirk, who some of our audience may not know, is a rapper. Because each week, different people text me about not knowing about any of the shit we talking about, but they are interested. Which shows they love us. <laughs> so, so uh, Dirk was on a podcast, and they were talking about a whole bunch of nigga shit. And <laughs> and so they asked him, what attracted you to your fiance, India? And first thing that came out of this nigga's mouth was, uh, I mean, she just real. She low. She, she ain't got a lot of bodies. It's like, oh, body count, nigga. You, at this prehistoric age, you talking about body count? How old is the dirt? I don't think he's that old to be fair to him, but he too old to be talking about a goddamn body count. I didn't realize that he had all the kids that he had. Yeah. Talking about nobody yeah. wants somebody to be passed around. Nigga, you've been passed around. Please explain what the fuck. Anyway, Dirk is twenty. That out. Yeah, let me make a note real quick. Dirk is twenty nine. Okay, I didn't even know he was that old. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he was that old. I thought he was like twenty two or something. I knew he was older because of how many kids he got. Like he's got he's got them old ass pictures with his first baby mom, the white. Girl, and they they are on like everybody clown him for that. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's some old shit. Like he was a kid. That's just who he was fucking with. 
they do be clowning his ass for that shit. Be like, damn, bruh. That's the only, like, I hope if I ever have kids, I hopefully it's not a baby mama situation. Second of all, I hope that bitch is cute. <laughs> I in my defense, though, this is going to be vain, but fuck it. This is our shit. It's only been two ugly women I've talked to. <laughs> and Kim knows both of them. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> she knows. I wish y'all could see her face. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> but yeah. I think I got a pretty good eye for talent. <laughs> Always have. But anyway, body count. <sighs> it's so stupid to talk about body count. It's confusing because it just it's just like what do you niggas want? Y'all want porn stars and virgins in the same person. Yeah. But that's just that. That's that bullshit, bro. Like, first of all, if you ask a woman her body count, you're a fucking dumbass. Second of all, she'd be stupid not to lie. Because how, sen- how sensitive why, niggas get about it. Why does that really matter? Like, what is that going to change exactly? As long as she ain't got no no diseases. Nothing. What does that really matter? That's that young nigga shit. Because when you get to a certain age, you'd be like, bro, we all got passes. If you're having, if you're out here fucking, why don't you think women are out here doing the same? Right. If you're fucking women, <laughs> why don't you think other women are out here fucking? Right. And even if you're not fucking, you just got to know other people are fucking. Other people are. <laughs> and you just got to accept that shit. <laughs> but yeah, body count. So if anybody's listening that's a younger man, don't do that shit. That's some clownish behavior. Clown ass shit. Especially when you got like seven, eight kids. My I like that'd be the thing. And not only do you not have seven, eight kids, but y'all be having the same amount of baby mamas. Yes. It ain't like you got seven or eight kids from two women. Right. It'd be three or four. That's why I always think it's funny when people joke on NBA young boy having all the kids he's got. Or Nick Cannon, and they'd be like, in uh, 2,000 years, everybody's going to be related to Nick Cannon or NBA Young Boy. <laughs> Almost like Genghis Khan. I swear, and it's crazier for NBA Young Boy because he young. He's the young one, right? Yeah, and he's got... Don't he got seven, too? Seven or eight, I think. Do you know about Genghis Khan? Mm-mm. Genghis Khan and his army took over most of Asia. And to this day, most men have some Mongolian DNA because of Genghis Khan. Mm. Sheesh. Yeah. So years down the line, to be like, I'm from NBA Young Boys <laughs> lineage. <laughs> <laughs> the 12 tribes of NBA Young Boys. <laughs>
We gotta talk about uh we we gotta talk about this Kim K shit, bruh. Yeah, okay. Let's do that now. I gotta I gotta rewatch the video to see exactly what she said. Get off your ass and work. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What'd you say, Marie Antoinette? <laughs> Let them eat cake. What, sis? Get off your ass and work. She even talks like a fucking lame-ass porn star. They, Yeah, they all have that weird-ass fucking... Whispery and annoying voice. Glotto fry voice. Well, Courtney wouldn't let me... <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I watched way too much Keeping Up with Kardashians when I was younger. <laughs> Didn't we all? That was that was a huge part of our culture. Man, it's just so, this like all of these times have made me realize how much I hate celebrities and I hate rich people. Mm. And it's not even that I actually hate rich people for being, you know, rich or people. I hate the glorification of being a billionaire. Mm. Acting like that's some kind of noble thing. Yeah. Not saying that it has to inherently be a bad thing or they shouldn't get money for what they've done or whatever, but to act like Elon Musk is a good person just because he has money or that Jeff Bezos is a good person because he's going to be a fucking trillionaire and he's got his workers pissing in fucking bottles on an assembly line or not being able to take bathroom breaks. Fuck that. And my thing is everybody thinks that just because you acquire a certain amount of wealth, that means that you busted your ass. And that's not true. People like they sell us on this whole thing that if you work hard enough in America, you can make your own way, which is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, if you work, if you have a good work ethic, that will put you in certain situations. But it's also going to take a certain level of luck and opportunity Mm -hmm. for you to become one of these elites. But the problem is nepotism is so fucking big that the elites just give more money to other rich people and the children of rich people. Yeah. They don't give chances to just broke people. Like the few people that are broke, well, not broke, that were in poverty and rise to become millionaires or billionaires have the most extraordinary journey in the world. Mm-hmm. But those aren't the Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk of the world. Elon Musk's dad had an emerald mine. A fucking emerald mine. <laughs> and you want to tell me about how industrious of a young man he is? His daddy's fucking rich as shit. He was able to be in situations that our parents can never be in. Yep. And I don't, I'm just not going to glorify that shit because he was a rich kid that learned how to make billions. Donald Trump was a rich kid that learned how to market himself. 
He's not a good fucking person because of that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this down. You're a rich girl. <laughs> I gotta play that shit while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> hey, Hollow Notes. It's a soulful ass white boys. Yeah, have you heard the uh, the Lake Street Dive rendition of that? Uh-uh. We need to make a, a blue-eyed soul playlist. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Rachel Price's voice. She be singing. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to so true. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. Get- Bitch, tell us where the fucking jobs are. <laughs> There's no toxic work environments. Like, what the... Like- First of all, the the even the work environment that you were in, we didn't all seen all y'all's mess and bullshit play out on TV. Right. You really so, ex- expect me that if you'll hit your sisters at a grown fucking age, you won't abuse your employees? And people start. And I'm sorry. The fact that you would have employees. <laughs> Is that that is the point? You would have employees while you're talking about working, right? We are the employees, right? Don't talk about we. Would you speak French now? (laughs) Get your ass up and work coming from somebody that has not done conventional, traditional eight to five work in. Over a decade, if even that. Her daddy was a rich ass fucking lawyer, and her mom is a business genius. I'll give, say whatever you want about that fucked up family. Chris Jenner is a fucking genius. No, she can talk about doing the work. Now, if she wanted to get up there and get your ass up and do the work, but yes, bitch, I gotta do the work. (laughs) Kim Kardashian was a damn, uh, assistant for brain media manager for all of her kids like she was the one doing the work she was the one on the phones and on computers and in meetings and doing shit like chris jenner saved bruce i'm not trying to dead name him caitlin jenner's career like caitlin was broke in the 80s and she ran across Chris Jenner, and Chris Jenner got all of them money. Say what you want about that fucked up family, but Chris Jenner is a bad bitch. But I just don't want to hear "get your ass up and work" from somebody who does nothing but show us vacations <laughs> and sitting front row at fashion shows and being in hair and makeup all day for photo shoots and like I just I just girl like what about the people who be on their feet in the same spot at these fucking manufacturing jobs and or like I said earlier 
because I don't know if I'm going to end up cutting that part out. It's only so much work you can do. Like, if you work at McDonald's and you make seven fifty an hour, it don't matter if you work 100 hours a week, 200, 300, like, unimaginable hours. That's not going to get you out of poverty. You can hope that down the line this shit's going to pay off. But sometimes, some jobs don't pay off. They're dead-end jobs. Mm-hmm. And you can save as much money as you want. You can put as many hours in as you want. You are not going to get out of your situation without luck and the right opportunity. Privilege. Privilege helps a lot. <laughs> and that's what all these motherfuckers like the Kardashians try to act like it's not privileged that they're even on fucking TV. Bruh. Bruh, not only did y'all come for money, but then y'all became famous. So anything that you did... Hold on. I don't know. It's just not fair. Like, not only did you come for money, y'all was on TV, you became famous, which just made it even easier to continue to make money than whatever you have to do to sell the products that you're wanting to sell and everything that you're putting your name on, you're not behind the scenes in the factory making none of that shit. You might be in a meeting sitting down going over textiles for whatever you got in your skims line and, and smelling fragrance oils for your fragrance and, and, and testing out beauty products, but actual work y'all don't do. Like I didn't seen three or four different pictures this week of you relaxing, chilling at the spa on a beach in a bikini somewhere. It's not even that. Like for me, my thing is I'm just tired of this whole fucking pandemic. Rich people have been trying to scapegoat workers the entire fucking time and acting like, Oh, people would just rather stay at home because they make more money. Then when people start working, gas goes up to four fucking dollars. And they're bitching about people not wanting to work because you can't afford to fucking work. And now Joe Biden telling everybody that we he want everybody to go back to offices. Like, what? Now the gas is up? Right. You telling people to go back to work? What? And then the other thing is like, bro. We didn't look. We didn't gone through this shit so many times in this pandemic of being like, well, things are over. And then a fucking variant comes out and starts killing even more of our friends, family, and neighbors. And we're just like, ooh, I can't wait till outside opens up. I dig it. <laughs> like, it, the game is fucking rigged. And capitalism is, is such a fraud to us now. Because Americans are starting to see what the shit is. Like, you can try to be like, well, if you, if you work hard enough, you can be anything in this country you want. That's that. That's that tired ass bootstrap story, right? And man, fuck that. I ain't trying to hear that. And then, uh, for another fact, for uh, uh, Courtney's ass to be like, that's so true, bitch. You the laziest bitch in the fucking family. <laughs> they be cussing your ass out every fucking week because you don't want to do more. Somebody was like, what if Kim was just shading Courtney and now she catching all these strays from everybody else? 
<laughs> Shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't want to hear no more rich people. I don't want to hear no more ridiculously wealthy people talk to anybody about what we need to do working like because even even if you are trying to give advice or or put somebody on game on how to get to the wealth and blah 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 this just because you did it doesn't mean that everybody else is going to be able to do it like that's that that's that big ass we all have the same 24 hours in a day shit. And it's like, nah, bro. Some people got kids. Some people got 17,000 other people to take care of in their family. Some people got multiple jobs. Some people... My thing also... People have fucking lives. Like, don't nobody... And everybody doesn't have the opportunity to just work all day to try to get ahead all the time. But the other thing is, even if you were trying to inspire people, do you really think that we haven't thought, hey, maybe I should get a job and then that'll make my situation a little bit better? Of course, bitch. We all got fucking jobs. Even people that's quote unquote not legally working probably have a job. It's just under the table and shit. Mm-hmm. But they hype up all this shit and be like, oh, I got to you got to build good work ethic. That's, that's some worker shit. It's, they tell you to work hard just for losers <laughs> so losers won't realize they're losers and we're all losers but here's another thing this is gonna this is gonna go to another thing but this also is about class have you been keeping up with the Ryan Coogler situation. No, you're going to have to talk about that. I've seen the tweets, but I haven't read the details. So yesterday, a story leaked that Ryan Coogler was um, detained and handcuffed at Bank of America in Atlanta because he went to the bank with a mask and shades on and a hat. And uh, made a a note saying he wanted to discreetly pull out $12,000 from his bank account. And people on the first reports were like, including me, I'm people too, was like, nigga, why the fuck would you go into a bank and with, slip a note. with a mask and everything else on? So, you know, like I was like, bro, that's stupid. Why the fuck would you do that? But then details start slowly coming out and then first this happened in January and we hadn't heard anything of it about until yesterday so I was off yesterday so I was just scrolling through Twitter just looking at shit looking on TikTok like pretty much preparing for today then uh, I went ran some errands went to the barbershop then I got out and then I saw the video of the interaction and the first video I saw was, um, Man, yeah. 
Give me one sec. couple things real quick for one nobody mentioned that he pulled out his card and gave this bitch id Mm. um second of all all the people involved in this are black yeah i saw even the lady the bank lady security or whatever she was this is a job officer this is in atlanta the blackest city in america then you got the uh the nine one one call, which is just weird. Draw money without an ID, especially twelve thousand dollars. Especially that much, but you can't you can't withdraw a dollar without an ID. So I just don't understand why she just didn't go through the normal process of verifying and let that be that. Like, 
But I think anything over a couple thousand dollars, they have to get your ID and they have to run it or whatever. But if she had done her fucking job and looked at his fucking name, she would have saw that he's Ryan Coogler, a.k.a. Director of Black Panther, a.k.a. Even if she didn't recognize who he was, because, I mean, let's be honest, not everybody in the world is going to know who Ryan Coogler is. Most of black people do, yeah. But even still, if this man is presenting you with an ID, the ID matches the name on his account, the face on the card matches the face that's in front of you, go on about your business. It's This is so multifaceted. Like, it's that part of it. Then it's also the part of it, like, so you're not used to people from California coming through? Coming through? Georgia is black Hollywood. Right. Especially so, Atlanta. Right. So you, like, you're not used to niggas with money coming through? It's just giving me, if it had been a white man, there would have been no questions. Right. The other, <laughs> other, I mean, it's a couple of other things, though. The main part of it that I think everybody has been focusing on is Ryan Cougar could have easily died. Quickly, because the, the, the way that cop pulled his gun, immediately, like, it was no time. He barely turned to face the other cop that was that was addressing him. Yeah. And the gun was drawn. Other part of that scenario is it's a strange irony that one of Cougar's best movies is Fruitvale Station which literally tells about the death of Oscar Grant at the hands of the police yep then you got the dynamic of people I wouldn't say I was victim blaming at first because I didn't have the full details like, if I had known that he pulled out his ID and used his bank card, I would have been like, hold up. They didn't mention none of that shit, though. Right. And then, I don't know. It is just a normal day as being a black person in America. And no matter, no matter how hard Ryan Cougar worked to build himself up to be one of the best promising young black directors even if he in the bins he's still a nigga in the coop yep and it it probably helped their narrative that he wasn't clean cut in a suit he had some some flashy ass shit he talked like a nigga from Oakland cause he a nigga from Oakland like it's Class and race are so. Like I saw some. I saw some white people on Twitter saying, "You notice how he uh he complied and nothing bad happened." Like y'all don't fucking get it, bro. It could have went right. Completely left though. And then the other thing is the reason he's probably asking to be discreet is he's from a place. He for one, he's in a place where there are a lot of scammers and robbers. Cause most big cities have that. For two, he's from a place where niggas get got for shit like that. Just yep. waving your fucking money out. 
So, so yeah, don't nobody want twelve stacks just right <laughs> in front of like. It's like this is a joke about this. One time, this football player withdrew money. And he went to another bank. He withdrew like twenty, thirty thousand, and he was going to another bank, and he got robbed while going to the other bank. And they were like, "How do you get a, that level of money? How do you walk out? Do they just put it in a burlap sack with a dollar sign on the outside, making you a fucking target?" <laughs> Old school ass cartoons, right? Is the Monopoly man just out here with a big old bag of money just being like, rob me, rob me. It's just, it's so many layers to shit like this. And it all comes back to what the shit have happened if he was a young white dude. Where, even wearing the shit he was wearing, if he was a young white dude. Because people oh. give the benefit of the doubt to white dudes who don't dress all the way up. They're yeah. like, oh, he's just quirky. Some hipster shit. Right. He's probably got the money. <clears throat> and then the other thing was I saw people being like, well, can black people be uh, racist against other black people? Like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Internalized racism keeps the machinery of white supremacy going. Yep. Especially once you get people in those positions where they're working in banks. You inside. Now they, think, now they think they better than. Right. Good job, officer. Clown them, them, the Trump, them the Trump supporting ass black people. It ain't even got to be Trump supporting ass. It's tons. Like somebody said, your grandma uh, supported the crime bill in the 90s. True. <laughs> it's hella black conservative Democrats that support some uh, less than savory politics, we'll say. Less than savory. So, like, it's it's just all over the place. And it's just, like, I mean, maybe if Ryan Cougar got off his ass and worked, <laughs> he wouldn't have got racially profiled at Bank of America. Nobody wants to work these days. And that's why Ryan Coogler almost got got at bank. I would have been pissed. He, they said that he uh, resolved the issue with Bank of America, which means either he got he some money, money there or they fired that bitch. Plus, okay. if you that shaky, you don't need to be working in no bank. Like, cause that, that was just too simple of a request, too simple of a transaction. And she, even the, uh, now one dispatcher was like, I mean, is he a customer of the bank or is he like, bitch, do I gotta do half your job for you too? Mm-hmm. When it all falls down. That's just sad. He definitely could have lost his life. Yeah. Right then and there in an instant. Over $12,000 when you're a millionaire. Like I said, that nigga pulled his gun quick as fuck. You see they sending that nigga Jesse Smollett to uh, jail. (laughs) For 150 (laughs) days. Damn. I mean, they sentenced him to years, but he's going to have to serve 150 days. Well. And then, like, bruh. 
conservatives are really trying to make us give a fuck about Jesse's mullet, and I I could care less. Fuck that nigga. Cause he didn't he didn't have to do that. No, and I've been pretty consistent since the beginning that like I felt like it was dangerous and it set us back. So fuck that nigga. But they really want to use that shit to act like uh, racism never exists. Like, oh, well, maybe they made it up. Act like everything's a fucking hoax. That's why I was mad at that nigga. It wasn't the idea of whatever. It was just the idea they're going to use that as a fucking hoax for the rest of our fucking lives. And Mm -hmm. they're going to doubt everything that ever happens. Like, if you think about it, it was the 10-year anniversary of Trayvon Martin being killed a couple weeks ago. The Black Lives Matter movement has been around for 10 years. That's wild. Yeah. Like, especially because 10 years ago, we were 23. We were already adults. Were we? (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, we were adults. (laughs) We were soft adults. (laughs) We were pre-adults. Right. (laughs) Adolescent adults. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And I, I don't want to live the rest of my life with the feeling that I felt when George Zimmerman was acquitted. That day was one of the worst days I've ever felt because I felt like my life did not matter. Especially because I've been in situations that were similar to Trayvon. And I remember feeling that and it was so fresh and I remember how it felt to be 17 and being racially profiled. Mm-hmm. And then like with this Ryan Coogler thing a couple of months ago, I don't think I talked about it on the podcast. I was having a, a bad hair day because I didn't wear my do-rag. And I was off. So I had to go to the bank. And this is still... This, I think, is before Omicron, but this is when I'm still masked the fuck up. So I throw a hat on, and I'm wearing my glasses. So I go in there with my mask, my glasses, and a hat. You, All the white people in the bank acted like I was about to rob that motherfucker. And I didn't even think about it until I was in the bank, and I was like, oh, shit, this is wild. So I had to withdraw some money. So I gave her my license and my my uh routing number. Not my routing number, my account number. And she was like, Can you uh remove your mask and your hat just so I can verify your picture? I was like, Yeah, no problem. And I was just like after I did that, everybody was kinda at ease. So when I got back to the car I was thinking that shit could have went bad. Yeah, and that's such bullshit. We can't even be people in a hurry. Running errands, doing shit. In a pandemic. Right. Trying to protect ourselves. We gotta wear a mask. We don't... That's the thing I don't think a lot of white people understand, bro. We're not asking for civil rights. (laughs) (laughs) Not asking for extra rights, civil fucking rights. Civil. The right to exist as a human being 
is all we're fucking asking for. And people think we're asking for preferential treatment. No. I, oh, I would love preferential treatment. Don't get me wrong. But that shit ain't going to happen in my fucking lifetime. Mm-mm. Even around niggas, that shit can't fucking happen. Because T.I. be saying all this shit about fucking Wakanda. And then goddamn Wakanda, the nigga that brought Wakanda to life, almost lost his life in the fucking bank. Where can we go that we're free? It always makes me wonder, like, are we not asking for enough? Like, maybe we should be asking for more than civil rights. And maybe, maybe we can meet in the middle and be treated like motherfucking human beings. That's giving too much credit to them people. And by them people, I don't even mean just one race. I mean the the powers that be that control Mm. the narratives and the systems of power. Them. Those them are colorless to a certain degree, even though the colors they do care about are white and green. But I don't as a pessimistic optimist, <laughs> I just can't I can't believe that if we ask for more, they'll give us more. They won't give us more. No. They won't give us the more that we're asking for. Because I feel like if we ask for more, they'll actually give us less. Yeah, that's the reality of it. It's just like all like we both grew up going to majority white schools. Think about how many times we heard white people talk about black people go to college for free. Black people get a minority scholarship and it just pays for everything because they're black. Because, you know, it's so easy to be fucking black in America. (laughs) I want to know actually how many... I, I don't even know anybody personally that has gotten a minority scholarship. Because they don't fucking exist. <laughs> like, Boom. Like, is it a minority scholarship <laughs> if baby girl just is smart as fucking black? Like, what are we really saying by using this language? But people don't think about that it. The scholarship that you got, Connor. Right. Or they'll, like, I remember hearing this a lot. Be like, well, I'll just go to A&M and I'll get a minority scholarship. Be like, those don't fucking exist. The fuck are you talking about? You think you don't have to get grades and you can just get a minority scholarship because you're white? That's what you think black people get? They don't. It's just like the shit with the uh, Supreme Court justice. Just, uh, I believe, Justice uh, Jackson. Surname, and they're acting like we need somebody uh, more highly qualified. Y'all didn't do that shit with Amy uh, Coney Barrett. Y'all got her in thirty days. Hmm. She didn't have halfway as much fucking uh, judicial um, cases as her. They view us as not being legitimate, and that's what all this shit's about. And then they want to tell us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and get off our fucking ass. But yeah, it's it's the goalpost is always moved. Always. Go and get educated. We get educated. 
Bill can't get no good job. Right. Y'all gatekeeping because it's nepotism in y'all's fucking office. And all y'all's kids is getting all the jobs and all the raises and all this extra shit. Okay, cool. Go back and get another degree, a higher degree. Same shit. Or you do that and you be in a worse off environment dealing with all y'all's racism and and discrimination and all of our black friends who are very successful have told us horror stories of the things they've had to deal with by moving up and bro I I don't know I just wish people had empathy or listen to fucking black and brown people when we tell y'all shit. That can't happen until they see us as people. They don't see us as people. Like it's one thing to put up some black squares because you you witness state sanctioned violence that was unjustifiable and you decide, oh, black people weren't all lying. But what's the next step? White people, y'all got to step up. White people got to step up. It's a call to action. They don't give a fuck about us. That's clear. Our own people don't give a fuck about us. Everything is fucked up. (laughs) The world is fucking burning. Everything is fucked up. I feel like we cannot progress fast enough to get where we need to get. Every time we take a couple steps ahead, it's a thousand steps backwards. It's not like nothing is leveling out the way that it needs to. And we always get the short end of the stick. And don't even get me started on being a black woman in any work environment. Hell, I ain't even hardly been in too many corporate work environments. But even the ones that I've been in, that discrimination shit is loud as fuck. Right. (laughs) And meanwhile... Black and brown men and women are getting on podcasts talking about stupid shit. Like, what do you bring to the table? Fuck that shit, nigga. You got my back if shit go bad. Fuck all this other shit. Can we heal? (laughs) As a generation, can we heal? We got to face the generational curses that were passed on to us and the ones we are planning on passing on to the next generation and stop that shit and definitely stop doing it for clout because none of these conversations are adding anything to the the uh, social zeitgeist it's just lame ass niggas getting on fucking podcasts uh, debating about their own hurts and projecting onto black women they have not even met yet oh we 
Like it's Hey bro. It's so sad, bro. I love people, first and foremost. I love black people and I love black women. Have I been hurt and disappointed by black pe- black women, black people and people? Yes. But I cannot hold that against other people who have not hurt me and oppress those. And that is part of being a man. Or just being an adult. Or just being healed. Right. From what you've gone through. <laughs> just like we joke all the time. Y'all motherfuckers be talking about some stupid shit like well when I was younger they used to call me an African booty scratcher like nigga we were kids if you don't, if you don't heal from that shit right. like, it'd be shit like that like bro really you still carrying that around with you as to why you on the bullshit you on today right so that's really? why you not uh, using condoms with women that's why you hurt that's why you only date light skinned women two bitches called you African booty scratcher when you was not Nigga, you 37. <laughs> <laughs> Grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate people. We got in on something good, though. Um, Wale was in Huntsville on Tuesday. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. didn't fucking know about it until it was fucking happening. He had rescheduled. I actually planned on trying to go because, you know, I love Wally. But he went to Tuscaloosa. He went to Birmingham. He went to Alabama. I mean, went here in Huntsville. He was talking about recording in uh, Alabama or Mississippi because he loved it down here. He went to Heart and Soul, bought some shit yeah, with the hobie. They posted yeah, pictures. It was like, okay, this shit lit. He had a bomb ass show, they said. Then the next morning, he went to a, another broken egg. Where was this show at? Mars uh, Music. Music Hall. And then the next day, it he looked a lot like Crossroads. I, I, was at, I was like, Crossroads back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Crossroads was my favorite place in Huntsville. Mine too. That, it was so many dope shows. But uh, the next day he went to another broken egg and he got on Twitter and said, I just had the worst breakfast I've had on tour. I was like, no. I hope we didn't ruin Alabama for him. Yeah. It was Bumby on Sunday. Yep. Then Wale on Tuesday. I'm like, Huntsville back. Who are we? What is going on here? And I didn't know about neither one of them until it was too late. If somebody like Wale moved to Huntsville, that shit would be lit. It would be Because <laughs> it'd be like dope ass niggas coming through and everything. Imagine seeing Wale and Trader Joe's. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> My favorite rapper is just buying uh, oranges at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Um, I 
have not watched a Kanye documentary yet. Kanye be on his foolishness, bro. I can't justify fucking get on his shit. I'm gonna watch it, but Kanye needs some friends desperately. I haven't even listened to uh, Donda Two, like a bootleg. I don't, I don't care. I'm, 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 I'm over it. I haven't consumed anything new other than the rest of Jasmine Sullivan's hotels. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm about to get Peacock because I want to watch uh that show that Freddie Gibbs is on. Um. I really want to get into Abbott Elementary. Do that shit so we can talk about it. Next week is still... I'm going to cancel my Netflix, though, to be for real. Oh, no. Yeah, I I canceled mine today. $20? And they don't even have How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Y'all don't even got all the crack classics? (laughs) I canceled mine. Uh, I think Peacock is like $4.99. And I also got Apple TV. Ted Lasso is good as fuck. Um, I also watched uh, Apple TV is only like six ninety nine. Oh, I thought it was like ten. Uh, uh-uh. but I got all these. Uh, I need to cancel a lot of shit. I think I'm just gonna stick with Disney, HBO, Hulu. And then either Peacock or Apple TV. I got a three month free subscription though. When I bought that uh turntable from Best Buy, they gave me a three month free subscription to Apple TV. Apple needs to go ahead and come up with a bundle because I got Apple Music. Yeah. If I get Apple TV, that's gonna be two things. I wouldn't get Apple TV if I were you. It doesn't have enough yet. Mm. I did watch Macbeth. With Denzel on it. How's that? It's very Shakespearean, but it's beautifully shot. And Denzel and Francis McDormand are amazing actors. So I mean, what what has Denzel been terrible at? Nothing. <laughs> he's the best. He's the goat. Uh, speaking of which, he is nominated for an Oscar for best actor for. The tragedy of Macbeth, and he's going against the front runner, which is Mr. Willard Smith. Oh, okay. For King Richard. Mm. He won the Golden Globe and he won the SAG Award, which usually, based on the odds, means that he'll probably win the Oscar for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God Will Smith wins an Oscar because it's going to be. He, he really did his thing. Yeah. In that movie. And then it's going to be even more lit than when uh, what, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won. Because you remember Black Twitter was lit when Leonardo DiCaprio won that Oscar. Like, my boy got one. <laughs> Let the Fresh Prince of Bel Air win a goddamn Oscar. Also, I got to catch up on Bel Air because I thought that shit was going to be awful. And people love that shit. Hey, the black shows are coming. We're still in the black creative renaissance. We lost Insecure. We're losing Blackish, and we're losing the Black Pearsons on This Is Us. But we got black people coming through. 
Issa gotta be coming up with a new project though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And we're gonna support that shit. Um Get into Abbott Elementary though, you'll love it. It's black office vibes at first, but then it's like, no, this is a whole different thing. But I think it's eight episodes, eight or nine episodes right now. They're on hiatus for another week. And then it starts back on Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday. We already got an Abbott Elementary Hive. We got fan accounts. We got people coming up (laughs) with shit. Like, people trying to uh, start fan clubs. Saying that it's the Abbott Elementary PTA. That's the name of the Hive. (laughs) (laughs) She got one, though. Uh, Quinta got one. That's it's a- something else I've been wanting to get into. I can't remember. Oh, I kind of want to watch Euphoria, I guess. <laughs> one of our listeners and one of our best friends told me, Juice, I'm just going to warn you. Like, his dick's all on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> he said, his dick's everywhere. <laughs> It sounds very uh, high school. He's, I was like, okay, thanks for the warning. He's like, I just wanted to tell you, good show, but it's a lot of dicks. Mm. But yeah, so I, I do want to start Euphoria. Um, what's that? It's another show, Succession. I want to start that, but I haven't started mm-hmm. it yet. That does look good, but wait, is that? Is that HBO or Netflix? I think that's HBO. Okay. But yeah, I got a whole list of shit I got to watch. The shit that I'm watching currently now, every week, for sure, is Abbott Elementary. This Is Us, the final season. And I've been watching Grand Crew. I like Grand Crew. It's cheesy and goofy, but... What is that? It's about a group of black friends who hang out at a wine bar and they get in all these like quirky situations. Hmm. It's a pretty lighthearted, goofy black show, which I think we need more of, which is also why I like Abbott elementary because it's clearly black, but it's so goofy that it's just like, this is just enjoyable. So, yeah. Yeah, we do need more of that. We need to link. Insecure is gone. I know. I miss Insecure so much. I really hope uh, they release a discography soon. I'm sure they will. Did you ever go back and watch the documentary about the last season? Uh Uh-uh. It's so good. It's on HBO Max, though, but it's really good. I got HBO Max. HBO Max. (sighs) It's always glitching. Yeah. Like it takes me a couple tries before I can get it going good. I I I'm surprised I haven't went to see Batman yet either. Cuz I wanted to see it yesterday. I just got on my like I shouldn't have scheduled my hair appointment at the time I did. Cuz I scheduled it at 3 and usually I like to like do the matinee by myself. Like go in, wash my shit and then just bounce. Yeah, because there's usually nobody in there. Right. I think I'm going to do that my next off day. I'm going to try to uh, do that 
pretty early in the morning. Might sneak in with a flask or I might do the XD so I can have the full grown experience. But that shit three hours though. I ain't trying to drink too much where I gotta go miss some shit. I'll fall asleep. I won't fall asleep, but I'll have to go pee. And <laughs> like, bruh. I don't talk about it a lot, but Batman is was my favorite character growing up. Like okay. most of us. So like the fact that everybody's like, yo, this is like they're already saying this is better than the Nolan series. Also, I want to talk touch on one thing. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman in the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. They said she tried out for uh Catwoman in the Nolan series, the last one, the one with Bane and Anne Hathaway, where she played mm-hmm. Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And she got turned down because she was too urban. Zoe fucking Kravitz was too urban to be in that movie. In what way? She's black. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bro, that's whack. I know, especially like she's clearly a mixed heritage too. Her parents are two famous people that are mixed. How the fuck is Zoe Kravitz urban? What the fuck does urban mean? And I asked that on the suburban podcast. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz is is not urban at all. No, at all, at all. What the fuck, bro? Zoe fucking Kravitz is too urban to be in. A- <laughs> if no. she can't be in it, what the fuck they say about us? Zoe fucking Kravitz. Her grandmother was on the fucking Jeffersons. <laughs> and her mom was on the fucking Cosby show. But she's too fucking urban. That, that's, bro, that's, that's that moving the goalpost type shit. But that shit is wild. Even with nepotism, they like, yeah, but you got black and Jewish parents. <laughs> like, yep. what? I will forever have my love for Zoe Kravitz for two things. The movie Dope and High Fidelity. Bro. <sighs> Y'all just don't understand how much I connected with that fucking show. I knew you were going to say that. Bro, it's bad, man. She doesn't even she's not even typecast as any urban characters no she's always like the snarky like like pixie dream girl she's the mixed race pixie dream girl that's her yeah. typecast mm-hmm. that uh video of that person where they put out the thing of what zoe kravitz was <laughs> Was gonna be like in uh, as Catwoman two years ago. It's hilarious because the girl act just like her. Also, special shout out to Taylor Rooks, who is fine as shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Batman, 
Stop being a fucking pussy and come help me kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> she reposted it and she was just like, so how do, I waited two years and it's finally time to ask, was I right? <laughs> And then uh what did people say? They were like, that last line is almost word for word something that she said in the movie. <laughs> well This is what makes it funnier though. She posted a screenshot from two years ago. Zoe Isabella Kravitz, laugh out loud basically. <laughs> She was with the shits. <laughs> so Zoe saw it? Yeah. And then she was like, oh my God. The girl says, oh my God. Ha ha ha. Zoe, I love you. And she just put a heart. See, that's... Zoe Kravitz is not urban, but Zoe Kravitz is cool. Wouldn't go as far as saying Rihanna cool. But Zoe Kravitz is a cool chick. But you can't help it. Lisa Bonet is the coolest chick of all time. I mean, both of her parents. Lenny Kravitz is that nigga, <laughs> bruh. Both of her parents are cool, chill-ass, laid-back people. Right. She had no she, chance. She's a hippie. Right. She's a love child. She is the epitome of a love child. She ain't goddamn urban, though. No. This Not c- in the least bit. Just call her a nigger. No, just- <laughs> I mean, at this point, because what else are you trying to say? Like, you know we she- know what y'all are trying to say. Yeah, we underdig what you're trying to say. Hey, right, bro, <laughs> it's hard being black. We make this shit look cool, but this shit is hard. <laughs> rough. It's emotionally rough. Sometimes you just gotta check out. Well, I'm about to go drink by myself. <laughs> Wish I could say the same. I thought about leaving out. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.